0: Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, Chief Solution Architect of Public Sector at Intel, and welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective change, leveraging people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're going to talk about data privacy with special guest, Assistant General Counsel of Data Privacy at Sutter Health. Jeremy, welcome to the show today as i announced you are the assistant general counsel of data privacy at sutter health which is in northern california and my neighbor (laughs) it's wonderful to have someone actually on the podcast in person today um yeah it's 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 awesome to have you thanks for coming jeremy hey my pleasure my pleasure so jeremy give me a little bit about your background because you have a unique background especially for all of our government listeners because you were in the military for several years.
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I graduated from law school and then went right into uh, the JAG Corps. So I was in the US Air Force. I was a JAG officer for about nine years, active duty. And during that time, I was uh, did a lot of different things. But one of the jobs I did was the uh, custodian of records or the records, records manager. I uh, ran a couple of shops. So I had two different offices that I ran that I was the records custodian for. Um, after I switched into healthcare, care, my last assignment in the military was actually as counsel for a hospital, uh, actually the East Coast for the hospitals along the Northeast. And I got out of the Air Force active duty side and I'm still a reservist working at the hospital. But now I work for Sutter Health as, their, as one of their counsel. So would you
0: say a lot of the things that you learned in the Air Force helped you with the data privacy work that you're doing now in Sutter Health? Or is it completely different?
1: Um, I mean, it's all the same legal framework at some level, so I, I think it is helpful. But they're a lot different in terms of the approach and how how the regulations actually apply, whether it's government or private sector. So there are some differences there, um, and sometimes it's just the div- the design of who you know the entity. So a private in- a private sector company has different uh, a different goal sometimes than the Air Force does, or the or the military in general. Now when
0: you you and I were talking at a barbecue the other night and you were talking about data privacy which is a big deal we hear about data privacy all the time yeah. and you like blew my mind with some new terms that you guys are using in the healthcare industry what data privacy really means because when I think of data privacy I'm thinking no one can see the data it's
1: private <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I think we we had this conversation. I think that might have been the 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 problem that got me onto your podcast. So I shouldn't (laughs) have talked about that. Um, But yeah, it's it's an interesting conflict, right? You hear data privacy, and as my government hat, it was totally, hey, let's keep that data in the government, right? It was it was keep it protected, keep the secret stuff secret, Um, even though we have the Privacy Act. You have a lot of exceptions to that and, and, and the FOIA, right? You have the Freedom of Information Act. You have things designed by default to kind of be designed really to, to protect that information, not release it. In healthcare, the push over the last, well, 20 years, but really you know since HIPAA was passed in 96 um, and then high tech a few years later, and now with the um, Office of National Coordinator for Health Information Technology, or ONC, um, they're doing even more to push that data into the the homes into the devices of patients so it's not it, it's definitely when i hear data privacy i hear appropriate access is is the way i would phrase that so that's totally opposite of what of what i think as
0: a technologist when you say data privacy it means oh, i'm locking that data down to only
1: specific people right that would be data security in my world if in I hear security, kind of- right? So I hear data security and data privacy, and sometimes there are conflict like that. But that's yeah, that's what it would mean in my
0: world. Yeah, you were explaining because of some of the regulations around HIPAA and things like that. You're having the ability, the access to your data, and allowing other people to access that data yeah. is a right that you have.
1: Yep. Yeah, it has been since, like I said, since '96, and when high tech came out in about 20, well, it went into effect about 2013. Uh, 2014 in that time frame, what that did was actually say not only do you as a patient have a right to it, you can direct your healthcare provider to give it to a third party. So I could give it to my attorney or to my friend, my neighbor. It didn't matter. I have the right, and I could also ask what type of uh, the medium I want it released in, whether it's electronic or paper. Um, so there's been there's been some rights given to patients, and it doesn't just it's not just healthcare data either. I mean, we've seen this movement with GDPR. uh, There's laws now in Brazil, Canada, China, I mean, India, California, Virginia, Washington state. Uh, We have this privacy law and this movement to controlling your data, your personal information. And there are probably about as many laws as there are there are that many definitions of what personal information is so sometimes it creates quite a conflict if i have a patient or someone in virginia but california law is ruling you know the the ruling law I, I, sometimes there's a conflict there and i have to figure that out so yeah the 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 movement to our per, to privacy right now is really kind of more access right and, and control from the from the individual
0: so that's really interesting because I, a lot of times when i think back to data privacy or data security i'm always thinking about the security side of things being an it professional Mm -hmm. meaning i i can limit who has access to things with data privacy it's more than just limiting it is making sure you can have access right so it's opening up the doors right
1: yeah there's a there's an authentication or verification of who has that access right so you actually have to go through the process if anyone can request it and there's a list of people who can access it so yeah it is it's more of a uh, validation, right, and, and who has authorized use and access. So even the company itself, right. So even internal use sometimes is implicated in that, and one branch of the company might not be able to access what the other branch of the company has. So it can be very, it can be very awkward with data privacy and data security. Data security would be yeah, hey, let's protect it from you know those bad actors. Um, and that's kind of where we where we have that that level. So everyone's a, everyone's a victim, right? Everyone can be attacked. Everyone has this this idea that a foreign actor, uh, and by foreign I mean not your company, right. uh, can come in and get your data. But that's yeah. So we're now balancing both that cybersecurity and this privacy right, which uh, yeah can create a lot a lot of work, a lot of work for from not just for the legal side, but for the operations yeah. side, for the technical folks.
0: All right, So let's talk about the technical you actually you actually work with your technical teams pretty closely mm-hmm. yeah right like on a daily type basis yeah, I had two phone calls a day with them. sure. So and and how how is that? Are you engaged at the design uh, phase or are you after the fact how t- tell me how you're in how you're working with you know, your IT uh,
1: professionals. professionals. I would like to be at the design phase more, to be honest with you, because I think that privacy by design concept really comes into play. And we do have, I mean, it's not just me. I mean, let's let's be real. There's there's a whole, whole team of folks who do this um, on the privacy side and our information security side. And I, I work with them. So I'm not involved in every project, but I certainly am involved. Um, and all those privacy officers, all the information security officers, we have regular we have a regular cadence of meetings every week. We'll talk about different projects, um, but no, I'm involved in a lot of different different aspects of the pre-planning. So I'll I'll come in and I ask them to to loop me in very very early on their planning because it makes a difference on how they built something. Um, you know, if the if the goal is to lock it down because it's not going to be health information, that's a totally different approach to how we do our medical record for example, and how we access the patient portal. <laughs> so I talk to the um, patient portal folks quite often about things they wanna do uh, and and whether that meets the regulations or not. And so there's a lot of discussions that go on. And I mean, some of the technical aspects will be beyond my my ability to understand everything, I'll be honest, but over the last five years when I jumped into strictly into this privacy role, um, yeah, it's required me to kind of change my whole viewpoint. It's not just the legal regulatory matters, it's now I really know, I really have to know kind of the technical side. So I had to go get the SISB, you know, that accreditation and and kind of, you know, that and just work with with those teams to kind of get me up to speed so I could be helpful to them.
0: Well, yeah, you probably have just enough technical knowledge to be really dangerous, would be my guess. That's
1: probably true. Yeah, (laughs) you never want to leave me the technical (laughs) advisor on that, that's true.
0: Yeah. Well, just like, you know, maybe I should go take a couple law classes. (laughs) Then I can, I can, you know, handle law things by myself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can handle lots of stuff. (laughs) I've already tried that. It didn't work very well. (laughs) (laughs) It's that way. Yeah. I mean, and and that's, I'm an advisor, right? I mean, my role as as a legal advisor is exactly that. I advise. Um, So we'll have a lot of questions come up about how to do things. What database what type of database, right? Is it just a SQL database? Is that gonna meet our needs or do we actually, is there a cloud provider that can provide something? And so we'll have a lot of various discussions about how to set this up in a compliant way. So that's that's really important, it sounds to me, that you have
0: your legal teams when you're going through this engaged early on, understand the technology. They can't just, you know, well, the law says this, You've got to understand technology too, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, um, some of us understand it better than others, um, is the reality. And I'm one of the ones who have chosen, I guess, <laughs> to try to get, you know, put my, put my geek hat on and try to get in there and understand it. Um, but yeah, there are some contract attorneys who, I mean, by virtue of negotiating that contract, you kind of have to know what the product is. And so they'll understand some of it too. But the ins and outs and working with all of the technology side of it is usually on, on my my end. Wow, that's yeah. that's that's really fascinating. So, what would you say
0: are the challenges, or what do you think the future is with um, data privacy? Not just in healthcare, but do you see it moving beyond there? Because you you are in these conferences about data privacy mm-hmm. and about so where do you see things
1: moving? Um, Well, really, it's it's more about individual access. I mean, that's where I see the regulations. I see the push going. I see politicians and think tanks pushing to individual right to access right now. You know, all of the big companies, Google's and Facebook's and and whoever, they have options where you can go and clear out your data or you can prevent them from selling your data um, in various ways. I think what I see, the privacy um, aspect of it is is really going to change a little bit of how we track things. So cookies might not be as big of a thing, right? Those tracking devices, we might not have the traditional cookies that we've had or seen before, we'll have to have something else that helps those targeted advertisers or those behavioral advertisers to to look into. But employment data, um, all sorts of other data, they're already regulated. And really what it means is there's a lot more room for individual engagement. Um, for individuals to try to control their data. Now, it's not an absolute right uh, in most cases. It, it, the company needs data to function, so they're gonna be able to c- keep some data, but its I think it's more and more going to be regulated, and in the United States, I think we're gonna have more complexity and more problems before we have a standardization. Is, is that
0: because uh, we've got 50 states that all have yeah. their own regulations? And yeah, we
1: have three, I think, right now. I think Virginia's, Washington, oh, Colorado passed theirs too. So we have at least four. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a hodgepodge of those. That that just must keep you up at night.
0: I mean, trying <laughs> to just keep track of all these regulations and, then, and uh, yeah. then hurting your IT app developers saying, guys, you can't do that because in Colorado... Yeah, there's
1: they there's a this, there's in California this and there's a couple of functions. the The benefit of being a healthcare company, we have 24 or 26 hospitals, depending on how you count a couple of the rural hospitals. But we have several hospitals. They're all in Northern California. We do have some clinics in. I guess there's one technically one hospital in Hawaii too. Uh, but we have some clinics in Oregon. We do do some practice in Utah as well. But those are the only states that I really have to worry about until. I have a potential breach, and then you're right. Oh. If that data gets released or breached, then it really would matter where these where these individuals reside, because sometimes that's how the law's written. it's not the business res- reside; it's where the data was going to go. And so we do have, yeah. I mean, there's so so. For example, let's say I live in Utah, but I'm in Northern
0: California skiing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I would ever do that. <laughs> If <laughs> I backwards. live in Utah, I that's would stay backwards. there. Yeah, that's backwards. Yeah. All right. But I'm in Utah. I'm visiting uh, the beach in Northern California, and I hurt myself. I go to your hospital. Do the data privacy laws of Utah apply to you guys here in Northern California?
1: Maybe. Maybe. So always oh, very complex. Then. Right, right. It, traditionally, what would happen is the data laws that would prevail would be would be California's. Until such time, there's a breach. And if we had some sort of breach, we we released something or ransomware or something happened where we had to report it. We had the duty to report under the law. Sometimes that law is actually written that we actually have to follow the location of the residence of the of the patient. So that's really the that's really the complex. The law, Utah's law wouldn't govern how we actually do our practice um, and how we provide care and how we, you know, how we do that, preserve the data but it would maybe apply on a breach scenario, which again, you'd have to do that evaluation, which we've done Um, without going into a lot of detail. We did have a couple of, of incidents where we had to analyze a 50 state breach. And we had patients from all over that we had to analyze, okay, who do we need to notify and who don't we need to notify. Um so yeah, it was, it's pretty complicated in some cases and sometimes we just we send that out. <laughs> I'll be honest, sometimes it just you know, we're gonna pay for that service and get them to, to evaluate. And, and that. So it so that that's a
0: good point too. Sometimes if you don't have the knowledge and in, inside, both IT and legal, use somebody that does understand
1: mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and and there's whole there's a whole industry popping up around there. You see law firms who are who now are Um, engaging lawyers kind of doing my my type of work where we have shifted our focus into the privacy and information security side. So instead of this traditional law firm that used to handle employment law only, well, they have a whole section now of five or six attorneys who handle information type of cases too. So yeah, I think there's a lot of, there's some good ones and there's some not so good ones too. I mean, so you just have to be aware, but there's, there's a whole market out there for that. Yeah. And it's great help. I mean, if you need the help, I would recommend go get that help. Go get, go get that help. Yeah. But, and it sounds to me like
0: if I am developing any kind of applications that deal with people's data, which I think that would be almost every application. A lot of applications. <laughs> right? Yeah. Then it is important to understand that there are data privacy laws that are different in each state, different in each country. Yep. Um, so you do have to understand the
1: ramifications of using that data storing the data yeah Yeah, no yeah that's definitely true and and you know you being on the app store any app store if it's a phone app especially like apple's tracking that now right apple has come out and said hey we want to be very conscientious and give that consumer the ability to check or uncheck right and they're supposed to be um respected So yeah, you have to develop your app with the capability of hey, I'm going to be scraping or or, or collecting all this data because this is going to be a revenue stream. Well, it may not turn into that revenue stream that you originally planned. But yeah, it's all it's it's all up in the air. I think it's going to get more complicated before it gets solved and more more easy or easier. So all right, great,
0: Jeremy. Thank you for coming on the show today. I you I think you've enlightened a lot of us on just the concepts of data privacy. It's not. What I thought, David, that was data security. So I learned something new all the time.
1: No, no problem. Thanks for having me, Darren. I
0: appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you liked our episode, go ahead and give us five stars on your favorite podcast or video streaming site. You can also find out more on embracingdigital.com. Until next time, keep moving forward and do something wonderful.